What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan at Thunder Chess, and I'm here with a word from our sponsors, Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Just head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that is BLE50 in all capital letters, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And welcome in, everybody, to the newest edition of the Topic Fandom Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger. We are part of the Believe Network, and I'm joined by my co-host. First, we have the heir for the day, Alex Roig. Alex, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good, man. Just uh, I had to get through. It took me like two and a half hours to get through an hour and 15 you know, <laughs> episode because my HBO Max kept on crashing. Do better, HBO Max. You knew this day was coming. You know, you knew people would be excited. Do better. Yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, I'm just gonna say, do better, HBO. But we're gonna get into that in a second. Um, we also have another co-host here. Um, joining us now is the queen that never was, Chelsea. How are you, Chelsea? <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Chelsea's good. Chelsea's, Chelsea's... <laughs> fine. <laughs> yeah, so guys, you know, as you know, if you couldn't tell by the references in the beginning, uh, we're here to talk about House of Dragon, man. It premiered last night. As Alex said, there was a lot of crashing issues as people were flooding to HBO Max to try to watch it. Um, me and Chelsea actually just watched it like 15 minutes ago. We just finished the after the episode. So we got thoughts. We're going to talk about it. Um, I will say that. I like Game of Thrones. Like I, I really enjoy the Game of Thrones series, but like compared to these two, I, I, I pale in comparison. So I'm gonna kind of toss it to them and let them drive this ship. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and go ladies first. This was a very like, I guess like a not a feminine episode, but like very like woman power. Like <laughs> there was a lot of powerful women in this episode. So we're going to start with the most powerful woman. I know Chelsea, Chelsea, how did you feel about this episode? I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I don't really have any complaints other than I think you would agree. The CGI was a little, eh, but not that big of a deal to me at the end of the day. Yeah, at least not for the first episode, dude. Dylan thought the first dragon looked really bad. It wasn't just Cyrax. It it was just it was literally just Cyrax. Like when we saw um, Maraxes, I guess. uh, Caraxes. Caraxes. Whatever. Caraxes. Yeah. Whenever, whenever we saw him, like he looked fine, honestly. But like, whatever reason, Cyrax, like it looks straight up like a computer program. Like I, I really can, think I it think, was just the lighting. I, I, yeah, I think it has to do with the color. Like I think, yeah, you know, we we're expecting dragons to be like, you know, darker green, almost blackish, kind of like you know what uh, Caraxes is, um, and you know, Cyrax being kind of goldish, yellowish. Yeah, she's supposed to be gold. Kind of throws so. it off a little bit. 
Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I mean, that's that was just like the first thing. I was very excited, like you know the the first like sweeping shot, like in the sky and the clouds, and then you see the dragon and the mm-hmm. dragon rider, and like they're coming through the red keep and they're going to the dragon pit. I'm like that looked awesome. Like I told Chelsea, I was like, all right, this is cinematic. Like this this feels like it belongs in a movie. And then they park in the dragon pit, and as soon as I see it, I'm like, that that just looks off. Like. And, you know, like I told Chelsea, like, it is important to, I guess, uh, address that this is the pilot episode. Like, they had Mm -hmm. to shoot this in order to get greenlit, you know, for the remainder of the show. So, maybe the CGI gets better as the show goes on, but who knows. But not, I mean, not just that. Like, they said in the beginning of the show, like they said in the intro, they have 10 dragons. Like, you have to make room in the budget to probably fit not just 10 dragons, but also dragon fights eventually. Yeah. 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 That's, that's absolutely true. Um, but I will say, you know, it, it's not just me. Like, you know, I, I was the one that brought it to Chelsea's attention, but like, I was like, am, am I the, am I the a-hole out here? Like, am I the only one thinking this? And I, I looked at Twitter and there, you know, like, it was a very popular opinion, but I'm not derailing this. Alex, how did you feel to be returning to Westeros? Oh man, I loved it, man. I, I love the, uh, like you said, the beginning scene that showed the Red Keep, you know, showed the the dragon pits. It's, it was kind of a uh, contradiction to what we saw at the end of Game of Thrones of how, number one, you saw the dragon pits where all the all the leaders met, and you know it was it was kind of decrepit and kind of looked like the uh, that's why I said the Colosseum. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, kind of kind of like the Colosseum over in Greece, and you mm-hmm. know, all kind of like broken down. I um, mean, and of course, you know we know how King's Landing and the Red Keep was kind of completely destroyed at the end of last season. So to see it kind of, I don't know, in a word, rise up from the ashes like a phoenix, um, you know, just kind of looked really cool. But I really enjoyed the show. I can already tell, like, you know, who the the little finger characters are going to be, who the, you know, who the sly, you know, kind of like behind the back kind of characters are going to be. So it it was just, it it was good to see game of thrones again i will say this i will say that i i think i i don't think that they are looking at this series like a six or seven season series because it's just one family i do think that it's going to be kept to about three maybe four seasons max hey that's that's all well and good as long as i get to see the duel of the dragons like yeah i'm good like or, or maybe it was the dance of the dragons i don't remember yeah, exactly dance what it was of the called. Dragons. sorry get sorry. out of here <laughs> i think duel of the dragons might have been a roller coaster at six flags or something but okay. <laughs> <laughs> dueling dragons that's actually what it was called oh, Lord. Um, but yeah no i you know i'm a casual when it comes to game of thrones compared to you guys like i obviously i missed the first go round. alex you were there for the go round. like you got to you know suffer week to week Chelsea like has watched the series two, three times over. Has watched countless YouTube videos. Like okay, but I still am not like I did not read the books, and I will not be doing that. That won't ever be happening. Well, you you, you don't read though, so I yeah, it's, no, it's I not can't. just those books. It's any books. Yeah. Hey, I'm in I'm in the same category. Yeah. I bought the books, and I was like, okay, I'm not a reader. I'm gonna go ahead and. Man, I got about a hundred pages into the first book, and I was like, "Man, this shit is long. Mm-hmm. This is oof. I this is a lot." Considered no, I considered like an audio book, but 
I I read it like so I read the first hundred pages and then I looked at what I had left. I looked at the other books and I was like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) let me just watch the series. Yeah, it's not gonna happen, man. Yeah, it's it's tough, but no, I I really enjoyed uh you know jumping back into it, um, kind of just covering different parts than what you guys have already talked about. Uh, The whole tournament scene, like I thought, was like, like ironically and like funny enough like that and the brothel scene like very early in the show like just just brought you right back to westeros like really like the the first four opening scenes was like um king jaharis at the great council meeting and so Mm -hmm. you know that brings back the politics of the show and then you got the sweeping cinematic shot with the dragons and you know obviously like you know the dragons and everything then the brothel because game of thrones is synonymous with sex and then the tournament when in Game of Thrones, if if it's not synonymous with sex, it's synonymous with just absolute violence, violence man. Like, yeah. still, like you know, I mean, spoilers from Game of Thrones. Like, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, definitely watch it. But um, whenever uh, God, I forgot his freaking name now. Uh, Oberyn. Whenever Oberyn and uh, fucking Martell. Mountain were fighting. Like that was that was my first exposure to Game of Thrones because Chelsea was watching it and I just kind of walked oh, wow. in and, and when dude just gouged like just squeezed his head like made his head explode I was like oh shoot this show doesn't play around it's very graphic <laughs> and like I mean Damon tripping the horse and the joust um, the dude just like chopping dude's face with the axe like they went all yeah. out with the violence and like they established. You know, kind of, you know, obviously in a different way, but, you know, this is topic fandom. Like the boys, season three, episode one, like it didn't take five minutes for you to remember what type of show the boys was. And it was the same way with House of Dragon and Game of Thrones. So I, I mean, hell, I mean, I, you know, five minutes before that, whenever, whenever Damon is cleaning the streets, mm-hmm. yeah, know, with, with his, uh, that was almost more. Yeah, chopping off hands, <laughs> chopping off, yeah. you know. Chopping off a uh, you know appendages. It was it was yes, it was pretty. Uh, it was in your face. Yeah. What uh? So you know, I kind of touched on the tournament and like, you know, you kind of see it as it's like built up. And for if you go into the show knowing nothing, if you didn't know it, whenever they go to the streets, when you get to the tournament, you realize that okay, Damon's kind of an a hole. <laughs> Like they, they Damon is very jerk. much the Jamie Lannister of this story. Oh, like yes. you're gonna hate me. him, but you're also gonna love him by the end of it all. Yeah, he's uh he's gonna be the the conflicting character on here. He's gonna be the one that you don't like, but at the same time, he you know has that um, anti-hero kind of vibe to him. Mm-hmm. Where you're gonna like some some of what he does, you're gonna like you're gonna not like a lot of what he does, but then you're gonna kind of understand why he does it. Yeah, he's he's definitely got the charisma. Like you could tell, like you know, they picked a really good actor for this. I think Chelsea said that he was in The Crown. Yeah, he he was in The Crown, and he was terrible and annoying in The Crown. <laughs> so hey, he's he's continuing on there. Um, uh, let me uh. Let me kick it to you, Alex. Uh, what was your, I guess, highlight of this show? If you could pick, like, whether it's a character, whether it's a moment, a scene that stands out, like, what was your highlight for the show? 
my highlight for the show. Um, man, you know, like it's not really a highlight because damn, it was it was visceral. But like, you know, at the beginning of the show, whenever uh, Emma uh, says that the was the the child what what did you say the the child bed is a woman's battlefield yeah mm-hmm. yeah like whenever they showed like the scene of them having to perform basically what's a c section but without any mm-hmm. anesthetic or without anything like that like they did a great job of shooting that and seeing like the complete horror that that was you know mm-hmm. just the complete you know holy crap like this is you know people would just happen back in the past you know it was it, it was either you lose both or you save the baby. And so, you know, that was very visceral. That was very, that was very thrownish for them to show something so realistic like that. Um, and just kind of like, you know, Viserys. Viserys was, you know, he's that guy that you know bad stuff is going to happen to him. Like you can already kind of tell, like whenever they're focusing in on that, that scar, that scab in the back on, on his back, that little wound. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell that that's kind of leading probably to like his health failing in the future. Um, you know, him constantly getting cut on the on the Iron Throne. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, just just kind of seeing the just just seeing the machinations again. That's what I love about Game of Thrones. That's what I love about the series, about the franchise, is just seeing all the machinations happening around just like a central character. And seeing how those machinations are going to affect that central character. Uh, it's funny you talk about like him getting cut on the throne because I feel like there's a point for him and his brother Damon that like really showcases their hubris and like I feel like you know with him like constantly or not constantly but you know like here recently like he he's starting to get cut more and more by the Iron Throne. I feel like it can be symbolic of like, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe something that Damon was saying has a point like they're, you know, I would save you from yourself because, you know, you're not fit to be a King. You don't like, you know, the, the decisions you make, like, you know, that's it, you know, that's not a, uh, it, it's not good. Like, you know, that's not what needs to he's happen. A, he's a peacetime King, not a wartime King. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, as you know, as wounds start to come, I guess, and as wounds start to come to his kingdom, you know, he's starting to panic a little bit. And, I, you know, I think it isn't indicative. And then on the other side, Damon, you know, like I said, he's the a-hole. He's the jerk. Like, obviously, like you guys said, he's the anti-hero. He thought that he won in that battle with Kristen Cole. And, you know, he's got his arms spread out like She-Hulk saying Captain America, fuh. And, you know, he's celebrating. <laughs> and it was in that moment, like his hubris. Like, it's, that's why he lost the duel with Kristen Cole, because – he decided to, you know, show off. Like mm-hmm. he decided to let his pride get the best of him. So I, I really like the um not dichotomy, uh, I guess the synonymous nature of you know their their hubris being shown at that point. But Chelsea, let's go to you. What was your highlight of the show? If you could pick just one, because you loved everything start to finish. Um, I liked like at the very end when um Viserys and Rhaenyra were in the dungeon or whatever mm-hmm. and he mentioned the prophecy because if you know 
that was it's a prophecy that's been passed down from Targaryen to Targaryen, but they don't really mention that in the show of Game of Thrones. Very, uh, you get like little hints of like fire and blood, fire and blood, or fire and ice, fire and ice, fire and ice, but they don't really ever say like, oh, this is something that Targaryens have told other, you know, over the years, you gotta, and then you yeah, get you to gotta, see you him. Remember. Yeah, you, you got to remember that by the time Game of Thrones starts, most of the Targaryen, uh, Targaryen dynasty is completely dead. Yeah, so or either dead the, or exiled. The prophecy is almost entirely forgotten about, but that is like really the like heart of the story of Game of Thrones because Rhaegar believed that his firstborn son was going to be or was the prince that was promised, but we all know it turned out to be John. Aegon. So, yeah, also Aegon. His firstborn son was named Aegon as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah the, prophecy, the prophecy was always a Targaryen will unite the realms against the cold and the dark. Yeah. And, so it was really so. cool to see them say it, and then you can, you know, put all the pieces together. Yeah, it wasn't even just that. Like, you know, if I'm talking about my highlight and, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not I haven't like dove deep into the mythos of the show. Like, you know, what I know about this show, I've learned from Game of Thrones and I really appreciated all the connections that it had to the old show for for viewers like me who, who are casual. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm here because of Game of Thrones. Um, you know, starting in the beginning when it has the text after the Great Council that says, you know, this happened so-and-so years before it was 173 um, oh, okay okay 173 i got you 172 um, oh 172 ah, ah this man took notes um you know before the mad king had the nearest targaryen <laughs> and then it you know faded out and it was like it was 173 years before the nearest targaryen and you know obviously like chelsea was talking about with the prophecy and you know winter is coming and the white walkers i was like ah uh, I know that, like you know, I, I'm I'm the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, pointing at the TV meme, like my like, ah, I see what they did there, and I mean even just name drops, like I mean you saw uh, Rickon Stark, um, you know Ned Stark's descendant for uh, House Stark. Um, there was a name drop when they was talking about the the lineage of Kristen Cole. Uh, I think that they said the name Dondarian, and I was like ah, Barry Dondarian. I don't think the- that's the same Dondarian. I, I mean, there can't be two different Dondarian names. I'm not saying it's the same guy. I'm saying it's this like that's the same like family. Maybe I think he was saying that. I don't. It doesn't matter. But I don't think it's related. There was a. But you can prove me wrong. I just don't think it is. Eh, I think not. it was a Bo- Boba or Baba Baratheon. Yeah, there was a Baratheon. Yeah, and I thought I thought it was funny whenever they were talking about the Baratheon because I guess he was, you know, a little bit cocky, and they were like, you know, tongues tongues will not change the succession; let them wag. And I thought it was funny because ironic because you know when you see Game of Thrones and you're introduced to Game of Thrones, the succession has kind of stopped right there, and Baratheon's you know Robert Baratheon has taken over because he defeated Aegon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
you know, we we start off the show, like I said, in the Great Council, and I saw to Chelsea, I was oh, like, you know, I, I saw the big room, I was like, is that Thread Keep? Like, is that King's Landing? Or is that Dragonstone? Then they said Hall, And, you know, from the show Game of Thrones, like, when we see Hall, it's in ruins. Like, it's what's left of Hall. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, you know, if you, like, go back and, like, look and, like, see what happens, like, Hall was, like, built to be this just impenetrable fortress and you know i'm, I'm not going to get spoilers but there's a reason it becomes into ruins i'm really excited to see that so the foreshadowing yeah. was exciting on that front but um alex you know i talked about the cgi and you know it uh i, I didn't like and not not that i didn't like it it's just like you know it, it stuck out to me um aside from hbo max streaming issues if you had to point to a low note, what would you say was kind of your low note? My low note. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the show. I mean, I really enjoyed the episode. My low note was probably, oh, Hightower pimping out his daughter there. Yeah. Being like, hey, go ahead and put on your mom's dress and go visit <laughs> Viserys. Greeting Viserys over there and you know, tell him stories, and I mean, so I mean, if you've read up on, read up on this book uh, or all this story, you kind of know what's going to happen after that, and then you kind of know the, the, uh, the conflict that's going to come into play with these two friends. You know that you see, you see the friendship in this in this episode, but you know that that is going to probably change as the series goes on. And I'm talking about uh, Rhaenyra and um, Alicent Hightower. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that is, you know, that relationship is going to completely change and it may actually be the, the crux of the conflict in this series. Yep. Uh, I got you, man. Yeah. That, uh, (laughs) I like, I had just asked Chelsea, I was like, so, you know, Allison like feels like she's up to no good, and she's oh yeah, she sucks. And I was like, and her dad, she's like yeah, he sucks too. So, oh, and he's like, yeah. she They're actually much... gets with him, and I was like, oh, and then like the very next well, scene, don't give stuff away. Some people don't know things. Well, I'm well, if they listen to this. They 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 better have they better have watched the episode. Yeah, you better know. I mean, <laughs> well, anyway, what I was gonna say is Otto is like he wants to be Tywin so bad. Tywin doesn't exist yet, mm. but like he wants to be that like person that moves the chess pieces so strategically, but he's actually like a freaking moron. And then yeah. Allison is just his pawn, but like she plays the game 10 times better than he ever could. See, it's funny that you draw like a a parallel between you know that and Game of Thrones in terms of like two characters because to me, like from what I know of him, um, Viserys kind of feels like Robert Baratheon in terms of like he he's kind of you know he's enjoying what he's doing, like he's enjoying being king, you know, for what it is, but he doesn't understand anything about what's going on behind the scenes. See, I don't think he, he, wants, he didn't want to be the king. He kind of like. I mean, you know, none of the Targaryens are ever like, oh, I would hate being the king. (laughs) 
but he didn't he wasn't like yeah pick me he's not a pick me guy like damon he i mean it was it was rain rain what's her name rainus yeah rainies yeah it should have been her she's the one it wasn't and he was kind of just like well okay now (laughs) i gotta do it. It, it it he almost to me feels more like ned because ned wasn't the older brother he didn't really ever want to be the leader but he ended up having to be and he did the best he could with being you know the cards he was dealt but like that was never his role he was never really meant to be like almost like john even also like john was never meant to be like rob was meant to be the older brother rob was meant to be the head of the house but then it ended up being john and he just did the best that he could but sometimes those people that aren't meant to be are the best for the roles and sometimes they're not and like and like ned i see i see viserys's morality coming into conflict with his ability to be king on the iron throne Mm. yep that's a good point as well um well um I wanted to ask you guys, do you have anything else that like you really want to talk about in terms of the show or you want to move on to, we asked a couple of Twitter questions. We have some of those. And I also have a question I want to ask you guys before we end the show. Uh, So just, I know, uh, I know that uh, Corliss Valerian, um, the, let's see, the, the head of seas or ships or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's re- he's married to Rainus. Um, mm-hmm. I know that he mentioned um, a guy like a pirate that I believe I think they called him the the crab um, crab feeder or something like that. Well, um, I, I do believe something like that. I do <laughs> believe that he's going to be like one of the bigger villains coming up here in the next couple episodes, and it's going to be pretty awesome to see like some some ship fighting, some some aquatic battles um, going on with this but yeah it's, it's gonna be fun to see yeah they set the bar high with the iron fleet and everything that uh that came mm-hmm. with it so yeah i'm with it man uh chelsea what about you do you have anything you wanted to add before we move on to questions i don't think so all right well without further ado let's uh let's jump into the questions so as i pull up the account here because i have so many freaking accounts all right. I think somebody is smoking weed outside. Just hey, <laughs> nice. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, uh, Stephen Dolan at Steve Thunderfan asked the question, was it good? And, you know, I think this is a good transition to our, our rating scale that we did in the last episode. So, from two thumbs up to two thumbs down. You got a thumb down, a thumb up, and a neutral in between. Uh, let's start with Chelsea. Chelsea, what is your rating for the first episode of House of Dragon? It gets a thumbs up. A thumbs up from Chelsea. Alex? Right. Uh, it gets, I mean, it gets, it gets a thumbs up, you know, because the thing is, uh, two thumbs up is like Battle of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Watches on the Wall. You know, those types of episodes. Um, so this one gets a thumbs up. Yeah, we're not there yet. We haven't seen a, an episode of that caliber yet. But I will say this: I love, I love the way Miguel Sapochnik directs. Like he, 
he did Battle of the Bastards. He did, you know, mm-hmm. Watchers on the Wall. He did Hard Home. Um, I just love the way he directed. He directed this first episode. Hard Home's underrated. I, I really liked Hard Home. Battle of the Bastards mm-hmm. undefeated, though. Uh, I will hear. Yeah, I will hear nothing else about it. Um, I mean, so so my favorite episode is is the children. This I think that was the season finale for for uh, season three. That's my favorite episode, the one where they kill Tywin. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. That's a good one. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. a good episode when someone you really want to die finally dies. Yeah. Not always taking a dump, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I love it. All right. Um, yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. You know, obviously we got to leave room for improvement. Uh, I mean, CGI is like the main takeaway for me, and I hate to harp on it, but as soon as I saw it, like, I mean, it's it, it was it was too much for me, man. And like I said, you know, there's obviously room for improvement because I said that. Meraxes? Meraxes? Is it Meraxes? No, I think it's a C. Seraxes? Okay. We will figure this out. I'm going to look it up right (laughs) now. When we saw him, I I thought he looked a lot better than Cyrax did. So I think that... I really do think it is just the coloring of Cyrax. Well, I mean... I think it's difficult. Listen, they got it. They got the money to fix it, man. Like it shouldn't look like a video game. That's all I gotta say. I just think I just think it's light on light. Like when you do a daytime, a, a daytime scene like that, and you have a yellow, a yellowish, goldish dragon, mm-hmm. it's light on light. When you do um Seraxes, he's he's black. He's black and red. And so you kind of have that contrast when it comes to the background. Yep. That's fair. All right, man. I'm gonna get to our uh, our next question from at Thunder Hot Takes and says, "Is George R. R. Martin involved with it at all?" We did answer this, but um, you know, can confirm George R. R. Martin. If if I am, he's not very mistaken. involved. Yeah, very involved. Like he's working hand he's, in hand with them. Caraxes. Yeah, he's Caraxes. Yeah, he's he's EP. He's an executive producer along with uh, Dan Conlon. Yeah, so no going Rogue in this one. Uh, I think he did say he you know, he's worried because of the way GOT ended up, which I don't hate it as much as some people do. You know, I wasn't there for yeah. the well, week, I the mean, week and the year long, so I get it. <laughs> my biggest question always has been, if we knew that the Game of Thrones, like the books were not done, why didn't we start here? This was a finished story. And then that would have given yeah. him so much time to finish the books. And then we could have done Game of Thrones. And then a lot I more mean, things might have made sense with the I mean, ending, yes which and, I didn't hate I mean, the ending either, but... Yeah, I mean, yes and no, because, I mean, Gurm saw this coming and he still didn't write the end of the story. Like, he yeah. knew... <laughs> six seven years in advance what was going to happen and see he still didn't finish the story so yeah. yeah that's the good thing about about this story is that this story is done he's already written this yeah. story and so there's there should be nothing to interpretation that does not have his his permission um on this you know he's not yeah. we're, they're not gonna they're not gonna freestyle without his consent yep Absolutely. And we got one more question before we get into my final question. Uh, so at Sublime50 Illus1, you know, 
for those of you guys that don't know, me and Alex are part of a Thunder podcast, Top of Thunder. So this this merges our two podcasts of this question. It says, which current Thunder player would you pick to joust and why? Who are you avoiding at all costs? Um, I'm going to go to oh. Chelsea because Chelsea knows the Thunder players. You know, you know the ones that you would pick for a joust. Come on. I know who I would not pick. Okay, who are you not picking? Why did I just forget his name? Oh, Chelsea. The skinny guy. Which one? The the Grim Reaper. I call him both. Kevin Durant? No, 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 no. Oh, Poku. Poku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. Okay, yeah. He's the easy answer, absolutely, for for avoiding. I don't Um, know who I would actually pick. Probably Dort. That that was my choice. I was absolutely going to pick Dort. Dude is swole, he's strong, okay. and he's fearless. <laughs> That's what I gotta say. Alex, do so you let agree? Me, I, I do agree. So let me ask you this. Let's, let's go historical Thunder players. What would I, I think a I think a joust between Lou Dort and Russell Westbrook would be amazing? Russell Westbrook would trip Dort's horse just like Damon Target. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Absolutely would trip Dort's horse. <laughs> I could I could definitely see Russell Westbrook pandering to the crowd, and then he gets you know taken taken down. Yeah, I could also see like Dort knocking Westbrook off his horse, and Westbrook's like, "No, nah, give me my sword. This ain't over." Yeah, exactly. Is Russell Westbrook Damon Targaryen? Is that what we're getting at? He is. He definitely is. Um, all right, just kind of keeping a fandom. Uh, you know, before we go to my question, uh, if you could pick any fandom character for a joust, who would it be? I've I've got somebody while you guys think. I'm taking Captain America. I mean, dude, stout. He's got super. He has speed. a. Sh- that's he's got a cheating. vibranium shield. I mean, you have a shield and a joust. Yeah, but, but not hey, you... everyone has a vibranium. Well, sorry, that's that's who I pick. <laughs> he's got the vibranium shield. He's fearless. He's gonna take the duty, and he has honor. He's not gonna be tripping no horses. That's all. I'm going for Wolverine because. He can't die, and (laughs) he doesn't even need a jousting stick. He's just got claws. Okay, I like it. I'm going going with Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. Donatello. (laughs) He's got experience. He has has the shell, so he already has armor. (laughs) Got to work with a bow. So I'm pretty sure, you know, going from a bow, a joust, you know, the, 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 the javelin sword or whatever it's called, doesn't take that much of a leap. And so I think he would be an expert at that. So Donatello. The Ninja Turtle pool. I love it. I love it. Yes. All right. My final question before we end this podcast. Um, and I I think we're going to expand it as we go week by week because, you know, House of Dragon will be week by week. But starting this week, we're going to talk about us. So if we were in a Game of Thrones house, what would it be? I'll start with Chelsea because I already know she knows hers. I don't know. I don't. I thought about this when you asked me earlier, and I don't know. Like, I want to say Targaryen, but I also want to say Stark. I think you're a lot more Targaryen than Stark. Oh, shit. I mean. She's got a a vengeful side to her. Like, I like to think of myself more as, like, Sansa. Like, I will hurt you if I have to, theoretically, but, like, you're not going to know my cards. Like, I'm not a Danny where I'm just, like, 
blind rage. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. But, you know, to each their own. I do prefer the Targaryen, so. <laughs> All right, about you, Alex? So, I'm I'm going to say, so, me and my kids have taken to playing Monopoly here lately. Okay. And they hate playing with me because I become so cutthroat. Like they know me as dad. They love me as dad. I know where this and, uh, is going. You know, I'm nice. But when I play Monopoly, damn it, <laughs> I'm, buying, I'm buying properties. I'm putting houses. I'm putting hotels. And damn it, if you land on it, I'm not making any deal with you <laughs> paying me my damn money. And so I think I would probably go with House Lannister. Yeah, that's that's where I saw it going as you did that. Without the freaking, without the incest part, which every <laughs> damn house seems like in, in Game of Thrones has some sort of incestual thing going on. But yeah, yeah House I, Lannister. A Lannister always pays his debts. <laughs> I think it goes without saying we're we're all we're all free of incest in this hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I hmm. I think I'm going House Stark just because oh Chelsea's got something to say already. You're cool Dylan's a Jon Snow simp. Oh, I love Jon Snow. Jon Snow is <laughs> one of my favorite characters in all of Jon Snow Stan. I love Jon Snow and I love yeah. Rob Stark too, man. Like uh-huh. Rob and Jon are like probably my two favorite characters in the show. So yeah, I really like them. And um it's not just because I like them. Like, you know, I, I feel like I would try, like, if I was in that world and I was forced to, like, you know, learn how to fight at a young age, like, those are the kind of characters that I would, you know, see myself trying to be like, you know, because I, I exude main character energy, obviously. So, <laughs> hey, speaking of incest. Oh, Lord. <laughs> how, do, how is that ever a <laughs> Hey. That's a transition right there. That's how we do it here on uh, Topic Fandom. But speaking of incest, you felt sort of uncomfortable watching Damon put the necklace on Rhaenyra. Just hold that feeling because it's yeah. going to creep up here later. It's yeah, a thing. It's a, it's thing. a thing. So, oh. so just keep that feeling, you know, with Dylan you. Dylan doesn't know anything. Play a part. <laughs> He's I mean, not prepared. You, I mean, did you so did you not feel anything whenever she met him in the in the throne room and you know he was putting the necklace on her? Yeah, no, like, there was a, I was gonna ask the question to Chelsea, exactly. but well, and then at the the tournament too, he comes up to talk to her, but then he asks for Allison's token just to be a like a jerk to Otto. But yeah. then you see a little bit of Rhaenyra being like I didn't like that very much. Like, I thought you were going to ask for my token. She jelly. But she... then she gets her Christian Cole, so. Yep. And that's also a thing, right? That is also a thing, but not There's a good thing. Person. There's a lot of things going she on. She has a lot of things going on. <laughs> awesome. We're, we're <laughs> back in the world, guys. We're, we're knee-deep in Westeros. It's, it's going to be a fun time. So, um, yeah. So, guys, that is our first episode recap of House of Dragon. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, again, find us anywhere you listen to our podcast. We are now 100% available. Um, Apple Podcasts, no. Spotify, 
wherever, what have you, uh, search Topic Fandom Podcast and you should find us. Um, find us on Twitter at Topic hyphen Fandom. Is that correct? Or is it underscore fandom? Underscore. Underscore, of course. At Topic underscore fandom. Uh, definitely give us a follow so you can see when our podcasts are posted and when we ask for questions so your question can be featured on the podcast. But until next time, on behalf of myself, Chelsea, and Alex, hope you guys have a great night. God bless. And uh, nerd up. Nerd up. <laughs> nerd up. <laughs>